Well, this has been a weird week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. I think. Ooh. I think Ooh. you know. I I came into this week. All right. So we, we you know, as 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 people know, we had well, a. Uh, when is it for you? It's, when is it's it? January January eighth for me. January seventh, ten thirty eight p.m. Uh, Central European time. I don't know if it's standard or whatever. Gotcha. I don't know. Amsterdam time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, anyway, so you know, I had, I had, I was, I was realizing I had a basically two and a half or three week, no, two weeks off. I don't, I don't know, two and a half weeks. I haven't calculated, but I feel like almost half a month where I wasn't like working, except for the episode we did. And then thankfully Brandon was working, so we still had episodes. So that's good for us. But uh, like you know, and and we didn't go anywhere, right? Like because. That was, you know, there there are several, I think there's a lot of Dutch people who went places, but there's like an Australian streak in the Dutch people. They're not like, I think they have that same sort of like mischievous, let's just, like, I don't think an Australian would even say, let's see what happens. It wouldn't even occur to them that there's an odd situation where they shouldn't be doing something. Like, I always... Remember, I sure regaled this. I just remember that story of one of your coworkers going through the Indonesian border thing, and they they do the thing where you got to pay twenty dollars in American cash yes, yes. for some and inexplicable reason. Right yeah, yeah, and and you being a good American citizen, I you know you're just like, oh, here's here's a twenty dollars, whatever, and and your Australian coworker goes up and they're like, that'll be twenty dollars, and he's like, uh, I don't have twenty dollars, and then they're like, do you would you have um something else he's like no i don't have any cash and then they just are like okay you can go and and i feel like <laughs> that that sort of like that cemented in my mind what the australian yes. attitude is is just like yeah i don't know i i gotta go that way so i'm gonna go that way i i think it's cool and yeah. i think there's a little bit of that in the dutch mentality but it's not quite so uh transparent like it's a yeah. little more subterfugey, but there's a very, it's kind of hard to explain as like, especially in, in this week as like an American and a Texan is like, it's almost like the don't tread on me spirit, except not being an asshole, right? Yes. Like it's, it's very much so like personal freedom and I don't want telling people telling me what to do, but like you don't have that sort of like, and also I want to just like shit on everything attitude. That, that <laughs> it, we, it's, it's, we, not, it's not antagonistic apathy. It's just like, I, I see you have a sign. I understand why it's there. I'm going yeah. to go past that sign yeah. that says, you know, no one passed this sign. Exactly. That's kind of a good way. And, and I don't mean this to sound insulting to to uh, my fellow residents here in the Netherlands. But it's it's, as you're saying, it's kind of like, I totally respect and understand that sign you have. And then you just walk past it, right? Like, so <laughs> yes. it's it's kind of it's kind of like empathetic freedom, right? It's not it's not this sort of like, like, I don't know what it is. You're you're a moron if you're not me. Freedom, I think. You know, it's not new. Yeah, freedom yeah. It, there's stuff. a fine line, and uh, you know, uh, we've seen the splits on that line. <laughs> Anyhow, so yeah, we were here the whole three weeks. And I think, I think I finally in that, in that situation, I think I finally understand all this like stuck at home people, stuck at home stuff people have been talking about for a year or so. Right. Where they just, finally, yeah, you just kind of go stir crazy and you're like, you're like, I don't really, I'm upset that I'm not doing anything, but I'm also upset that I'm doing something 
And also, I don't know what's going on here. And why are there candy wrappers everywhere on the floor? <laughs> like, and, and you're like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, my Australia had, well, Australia had a, a, a minor outbreak, but it just happened to be centered over my neck of the woods. And uh, yeah, we had a, a lockdown for a few days that that has been lifted, but it canceled my vacation. So my yeah. vacation was pretty much, you know, hey, stay at home. Yeah. So, so I think, I think what I understood is that the thing that has kept me from going crazy is, is like my job, which like is a terrible, I don't know if that, it's not terrible, but it's just like, if I didn't actually have the, the, uh, let's call it contractual need and also sort of like moral need to be working. Cause I was on vacation. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. so you're not supposed to work. And then also you don't need to work cause I'm on vacation. Like I just like, uh, it doesn't really work out if there's nothing to do. <laughs> See, that, that 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 brings me back to an interesting conversation um, I had with uh, you know some Australians recently. It was, you know, the U.S. was founded on like this you know puritanical work ethic kind of thing, and you know we we I I kind of share that need to feel like I'm doing something productive, but Australia was founded on the fact that work was punishment. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. as we are in, you know, in the middle of our six week summer break, you know, I brought this up and, and they were like, of course, right. You know, you're, you know, work is, you know, you should be focusing on the downtime and that should be, and that's a hard transition to make. Now, and yeah, I want to appreciate that more. Okay. Okay. Now this is not something that was in my prepared rambling thing. So I'm going to kind of <laughs> let, 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 put you off script. But but I want I want to go down this 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 rabbit hole here or this avenue because I think about what you're pointing to here often and I haven't put it in words in my head yet which is like which is what you're helping me do here which is let's call that American let's call it the work is life view right like there's a famous thing work is do you do you work to live or do you live to work right and mm -hmm. I've messed it up we'll call it you know. You, uh, you live to work. So I guess I had the live to work mentality. Or, you know, I want to be productive, spend my time well, I got to be doing stuff. I can't just sit around doing nothing, right? Uh, and even if I'm sitting around doing nothing, I have to feel like I'm finishing reading some books or like, you know, I'm, I'm organizing the Tupperware drawer or something, right? <laughs> and, and I think maybe the, what you're making me realize, Matt Ray, is that I don't have the tools that the Australians have like, I don't know how to be calm and not stressed out if I'm not working. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's not like I don't believe the puritanical moral. Like, I would love to be cool with not working. Right. Like, it would be super cool. Right. And you can always find loving not working at the bottom of a bottle. Like, that's a very quick avenue to, to love not working. But like, that's not very sustainable nor healthy. And so, like, I, I do not have the mental tool set that allows me to adapt to that kind of life that it sounds like Australian people have, right? Like they're very like, like all those signals and inputs, they just don't work for me. Like it's the opposite. Like if I'm not working and I'm not like moving towards something, I feel like everything's going to fly apart and the world's going to come crumbling down. And so, uh, you know, you come in with that mentality and you come back to work <laughs> and then, uh, and then just like, I don't know, this, this week is just super weird. It's just like, uh, yeah. I, like, is anyone actually doing anything? I, I heard, I saw some tweet that like Slack was down, right? And 
Like, like, you know, this is how bad it is as far as like, I don't have the tools to cope with doing nothing, which is like, I've got, I, I'm a little concerned that I didn't have more email to catch up on. Like what's going on? <laughs> have they forgotten about you, Kote? Yeah. yeah. Or, or everything went into Slack. Yeah. You know, and I've read all the books about how you should like do less work and things like that. And as with all these books, I mean... I'm going to write a one page book one day. That's basically like all advice and therapy always boils down to just stop doing that. <laughs> what about this one now? This is a slight variation. It would just be like, uh -huh. it just seems like you seek routine, right? Like, so instead of having to, you know, like if you said like unplug for two weeks and just completely not work, it's just like, Hey man, structure a day such that like you work on, especially, you know, I think you do a lot of it already. Like if you do things that are like kind of, that you can really kind of work on yourself, right? Individual things or like projects that like, yeah, yeah. other people are going to be around. Like, like sometimes it's like, I don't know, maybe that idea that, you know, just what you said before, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm on vacation. I shouldn't work. It's like, well, actually no, like you're on vacation. You should kind of like take the opportunity to kind of build the routine that you like. So maybe working for a couple yeah. hours a day, you know, on something that is high interest of you. And especially if it's something that kind of takes like more think time where you're not going to be interrupted like, like I would just do it. Like I wouldn't even, I would just say like, this is, this is the kind of routine. This is how I enjoy my time off. And that can be a specific yeah. thing towards work or, or, you know, you do a lot of things on the side as well, right? Like you, maybe it's not for your official day job, you know, and there's like writing articles and a lot of other things that you've done. So, um, I don't, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't be afraid to like challenge the, like, uh, I'm, I'm on vacation. I can't do, and you know, I can't do anything related to work. Like that may not be a good, you know, like that's not maybe a good system for you. Find a different routine. Yeah. 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 I've been coming to terms with the idea. I think I've even mentioned it here that like, I need, I need a lot of structure in my life or I go insane and, uh, just start, you know, destroying everything. Got to, got to have structure. <sighs> yeah. Well. <laughs> which, which I, I, I think, yeah, I'm going to have to talk to my family about that. Cause they, 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 <laughs> they're not respecting your ruts. No, 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 no. They, they are very comfortable without structure. That is not, uh, not a concern oh, for them. No, so my, my a... family is very happy in their, in their cubby hole of structure. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, that's, I mean, to your point, Brandon, uh, you know, and then we can talk about other stuff, but that is, uh, that's why I made those like videos about putting Nutella on stuff. Cause I was just like, God damn it. So I gotta wrong. do, I gotta do something like <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who gave you a thumbs down on that, by the way. Oh, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I gotta do some things and, and, you know, my brain was turning and it's like, I, I gotta do something with the kids, something with the kids. Okay. They will do this. And then there you go. And, uh, mm. I don't know. I keep trying to, to merge together the world of like Minecraft yellers and stuff dad wants to do. And then the third thing of like doing things with kids and I don't know, maybe I'll get to something eventually. Hey everybody. It's me. Today's show is sponsored by strong DM working from home, managing a gazillion SSH keys, database passwords and Kubernetes certs meet strong DM. Manage and audit access to servers, databases, and Kubernetes clusters, no matter where your employees are. With StrongDM, easily extend your identity provider to manage infrastructure access. Automate onboarding, offboarding, and moving people within roles with the click of a button. Trusted by companies like Hearst, 
Peloton, and SoFi to manage access, you'll have more control and less hassle. StrongDM. Manage and audit remote access to infrastructure. Start your free 14-day trial at strongdm.com sdt, all uppercase. Again, that's strongdm.com sdt. No credit card required. And of course, we thank StrongDM for sponsoring our show. Well, I saw, uh, I, I, of course, don't have a uh, subscription to The Information. I wonder if there's another site out there called Information. But uh, so, so I had to read a summary at the verge of The Information site that, uh, that so, somehow maybe Zoom is going to launch a email and calendaring service, which, which uh, you know, that's something. And they, they had a, um, a job posting for working on chat or something, which... You know, I mean, I, I think we can all agree that if there is one part of the Zoom experience that uh, is dog shit, it's the chat part. Like that could be <laughs> that could be very I think, much. So. I yeah. think that doesn't matter because we already have Slack. I thought this was interesting only from the perspective of like, well, if you had like several billion dollars that you kind of had to spend, like you have so much money that you got to do something with it. I'm like building an, uh, a calendaring system that works for everyone seems like a good place to spend the money. I was so, actually do, like, do you think that? Uh, do, do you think they had like an offsite? Well, an, an offsite offsite for like the product people, and they're like, "Look, 2020, it's been a train wreck for everyone else, but look, what's your wish list? Let's let's blue sky this thing, and we're gonna blow through, you know, all that stock, you know, price. And, and what would you do if you could? And the and the product people are like, I'll tell you what I'd do, right? And then, you know, they were like, How about how about we take on Microsoft and Google? And have an office competitor. <laughs> but I think to me, can, they can should I, just I, do calendaring. Like, I think to me, like if I'm in the room, I'm like, don't even worry uh, about the chat. That, don't that, even worry about it. Like if we get calendaring right, if we do what that, you, if Zoom does what it did for uh, web conferencing for calendaring, whatever, double the market cap. Yeah. That but, would but be my entire the, pitch. Wait, wait, just hold, work hold on calendaring. Don Quixote of usually, software. I mean, usually. Yeah. Usually I don't say anything for a while. I've, I've listened to some past episodes recently, and then I say something, and I want to try a new format for me. I want to say something very concise at the beginning and see if I change my mind after, after you two talk. And that is, <laughs> I think a company like Zoom or a systems management company, they need to focus on just making their product good for three to four years, selling to the highest bidder, and getting the fuck out before they get crushed, Right. And an example of that is like Slack nowadays, right? Like they obviously, well, not maybe not obviously, they couldn't stand alone. They need to be acquired by someone because they were going to get crushed and seems like they did all right. And then video conferencing, I mean, really? It's pretty simple, like yeah. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's not, and it's just like APM. It's not a sustainable business. So the only responsible, I'm, I'm being hyperbolic here. I don't know if any of this is true, but my, my theory my hypothesis would be that the responsible thing to do is to not think about portfolio expansion unless you like you're kind of just like doing some window draping. ServiceNow is a notable exception here, although also a telling one because they're always talking about using service desk to help you renew your driver's license at the DMV, not just troubleshoot production, but whatever. But you just focus on doing the one thing well enough, but then more importantly, getting acquired by the next person who's right. just going to like. I, I like your thinking, Cote, but I just a couple quick um, point, and, points of order. All here. right, I'm out. All right. <laughs> <We'll> be, as, <laughs> as of um, the moment we're recording this, the market cap of Zoom today is $97 billion. 
So they have so That's outgrown the multiple. Like, so, you know, typically someone would, you would want it to get at least a 20% multiple to sell a company, right? But in this case, in the case of Zoom, like, I don't even know what multiple, because it's done so well. So I think, you know, and if you look at Slack, that was, you know, roughly in the $20 billion range. So Salesforce could take that on. And, you know, you know, obviously we'll see how that one plays out. We talked about it. So I, I'm all for like, Hey, I think zoom should have probably bought Slack if there was, you know, I think that combination seemed like good, but that's, that ship has sailed. So now they're in this incredibly enviable, but also difficult position of like, well, you have $97 billion in market cap. You have this incredibly valuable stock and you're not an acquisition target all except for maybe the world's largest companies, like maybe Amazon. I mean, you're talking, there's very few that can even take it on. Amazon's got chime. And right, and, so, and Amazon does have a competing product. So, so you have to do something. You have to say to yourself, like, we need to justify our evaluation. And they have smart people that are probably like, you know, we can't just grow into this evaluation just with web conferencing. I, I don't know if they believe that, but at least they've at least had the conversation. I think to Matt's earlier comment, that's where they had the blue sky offsite was like, all right, well, we have a lot of money to spend we need something and we need a market big enough to help us grow into this evaluation. And I'm just thinking to <laughs> but myself, like, but it, it's yeah, calendaring, <laughs> go for it. Like do it. Oh no, that there's, there's not $97 billion in calendar. <laughs> I think, I think that is true, but I'm also selfishly just like, why not? Someone with a couple billion dollars, take a shot at getting it right. Maybe, yes. maybe they'll stumble yeah, yeah. into it. It'll work out. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I, I think it would be a wonderful, uh, charitable contribution of zoom if they fixed calendaring <laughs> it would be fantastic they could, they could revive the corpse of chandler and kick it around for a while right no that's not gonna happen someone needs yeah. to someone needs to make it happen someone needs to take one for the team i think they have enough money and they should just be like hey we're gonna get this calendaring thing right before our valuation sinks down to probably something like awful, like $50 billion or something, you know, right. something crazy. So, I mean, if they don't they do it, a- the only person left is Tesla. Then we're really screwed. You know, can you imagine a, an Elon <laughs> Musk calendar? Cause he would invent an entire new dating system and it will never work with zoom. They're going to be like, we're going to, we're going to least stay to the, the Roman calendar as we know it. Well, and, and the Tesla one would, you know, default to space standard time or something. And so you can schedule meetings with Mars, right? Yeah. So it'd be awful. Yeah. So, I mean, Zoom, off, Zoom needs to do it. Spin off, spin in. There you go. Spin off a billion dollar startup. You know, you, you give them a nest egg of a billion dollars to go fix calendar. And then when, when they, you know, when they're, they're healthy and, and large, you bring them back into the fold. I you do know, think, though, if, really if you were well. the CEO of Zoom, I, I mean, it is one of these things like, I mean, talk yeah. about success problems. What like, it would like I would actually be worried. I mean, you'd come to work every day. You'd be like, I mean, talk about imposter syndrome. Maybe that so much success, like you would just go the other way. You have a lot of halo effect going. But I, I would just be like, wow, this company is so incredibly valuable. And I know we need to do more and have more revenue to justify it. But literally, I don't know. I had this great idea around Zoom. I'm not sure I have another one. You know like, I would come do? to school. I would just come to school. I'd come to work almost petrified, <laughs> trying to like <laughs> justify this valuation. Self-driving cars. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I, I would. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could go with that. A lot of people have tried that one, but I think I just keep, yeah. I, you know what? I'll wait on self-driving cars. Give me a calendar that works universally. I'm happy. I'm good with that. Wow. Self-driving cars with the, the video conferencing and the console. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I have nowhere you, to you go. Know. I, I'm never in the car now, so I don't even matter. It doesn't uh, even matter. I just, just uh. a calendar. That's all I want. I, I, of course, did not do the research to see if they were acquirable no in the first research. place. Yeah. So, oh. 
So I think I think, you know, in that position, they need to acquire other companies. Right. So instead of instead of taking on the risk of building (laughs) building a brand new version of a totally commodity system like email that like is 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 dominated by, as we used to say in our acquisition decks, fierce competition like, you know, uh, you, you know, that's a huge amount of risk and spend to take on. You just acquire some other company that is, uh, in not such great shape, but that you can, uh, do something with. And I mean, I just, all right. So I'll throw one out then. Well, now I was going to say, I was going to say, could we go, would you go service now? But that's probably, that looks like that's a merger. Yeah. But that doesn't make it. They're like 99 billion. So that's not going to work. What I was going to say is like, I mean, I'm sure, well, hopefully you two will tell me what I'm forgetting, but like, I just feel like, I'm going to use this phrase again, I feel like the collaboration space is dog shit. Like, it's just like, not good. Could they buy Atlassian? But yeah, but Atlassian is like developers, right? All like, right, what I about mean, this one? What about either Drop, Dropbox? How about yeah, Paradox Storage okay, okay, in okay. Uh, vid- conferencing? Are we, are, am I selling you on that? Yeah, okay, let's, 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 uh, Let's let's get another round of drinks and and talk this one through, Brandon. <laughs> I think so. Dropbox. I yeah. think I do or not Ball. know Dropbox's business, but like I have recently, like this is a project I've I've had is I'm moving all my stuff just to iCloud because you know I got the uh, I got the whatever the it is thing you got style, yeah. whatever yeah. the family and thing like mm-hmm. yeah and and so like it's I mean of course it's kind of difficult but it's not that, whatever it's fine but like. You know, I only really want Dropbox to like store stuff and they got all this other shit. Like we actually use paper. We don't really need to anymore. It's just what we use. And like, I don't know, what's all that other shit Dropbox? All right, that has? seems like a legitimate one to start with because a Dropbox here as of today is nine billion and some change. So we're talking it's a pretty yeah. we could probably pick that up but, for twelve billion. But it's know. not a high growth thing, right? It's not like But, you know, but they said they want to the- get into collaboration. They already have paper. We use it, you know, we'll endorse it as like, yeah, it's good for taking yeah, podcast notes. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, they it is kind of a consumerish, but it has this enterprise kind of feel. So you're trying to get people to always convert from right. free I'm, Dropbox. I'm, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting I'm gaining some some vibrations here, right? I think okay. Let's let's try this on. I think so many people when they're I'm putting on some character I don't know who it is some some i banker like pitch person like when most of the time when people use Zoom they're collaborating around the creation of a document or a spreadsheet or a presentation yes, or they are presenting it to other people. Yes. Now, of course we can't be Microsoft, right? Ah, So what we we need to do is we have come up with uh, these collaboration companies like Dropbox and, uh, uh, and box. And just because you always need a third one that no one's going to do, we might buy sugar sink from IP vanish and like, you know, we're going to put them in a filter. But what this will enable us to do is to really merge together those two things. Uh, they wouldn't say things. It'd be more elaborate. And we're going to have the uh, the synergies and build the world's number one collaboration company. And it's only the start. It's it's, uh, hey, it's Coach, the hey, emerald can we, can in also a say, string we, of pearls. Can we, yeah, string of pearls. That's how we end. Like you, you end on the string of pearls slide, right? And then you make a case that like it's best of breed and also, you can make the case that, like, listen, while people are always centered around the document for a meeting, the document always needs to exist outside the meeting. And that's yes. what Dropbox is bringing to the table, right? This is where you're, you automatically know where to collaborate for all of your meetings on all of your documents. That's the integration and, we're bringing together. 
All right, and everyone all right. has Dropbox already, and it integrates with all these apps, so it magnifies our existing platform strategy with our Zaplets or Zoom blips or whatever there exactly. are. Yes, our Zoom apps. Yes. And then, of course, we all know security is important. Dropbox is very secure. Yeah, we I'm, we I'm, have rated I'm them at a full I'm, heart. I'm all in on this. Uh, yeah, Drop, See, Dropbox Matt, now, is full Harvey yeah. Ball. Some of these other the, ones are half Harvey Ball. We got full Harvey Balls here. Okay, and then the the string of pearls continues with like uh, maybe throwing Discord, or you know some oh, of these smaller, yes. really popular things. You know, maybe maybe Calendly is in, in the the table is on the table now. No, right? Calendly and is never. That will never. <laughs> that is a hundred percent vetoed out no, no, of no, it. No, 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 no. Discord, I like though. Discord again, very similar, right? It has that same. So we're pulling together Discord, Dropbox, Zoom. This is a suite that I mean that the iBankers can sell. This is a group maybe, like maybe, everyone can get behind buying these companies. Uh, what what's the the Vizio things? Um, you know, Miro? Uh, the, the, pick pick the best one, and that'll be in the in the in the deck. You know, or just yeah. you know two or three yeah. logos for you know to to be acquired. You know, TBA. Because because <laughs> you see you see Salesforce and Slack is more about being the point of interaction with your customers, and we know. We know, you know, we've talked with Mark. We talk with him all the time. And, you know, you can just, you can just tell that, you know, he wants the company to be about sales. He's a, he's a salesman, right? He com comes from Oracle, whatever. And uh, it's just going to shift to being a sales tool. And that's going to leave this big gap when it comes to collaboration. Where do people still go to collaborate? And now more than ever, with the headwinds and, and the tailwinds and the, uh, the sidewinds from the COVID, People need a secure way to bring it all together, and that's what we're going to do with uh, Zoombox. I like it. Zoombox is good, and, and I think you know the thing we can really end on here. I think because you hit it so well, you know, Mark is the sales guys, and then we're talking to Eric, the CEO of of Zoom. We say, Eric, you're a product guy. You're the one that really knows how to bring products together that oh, that bring guy. that magic customer experience. But you you don't worry about enterprise or consumer. You bring it to everyone, and that's Eric. That's what your legacy is going to be. And that's why we're bringing Zoombox to you. So let's get yeah. to Zoombox Discord. We'll have, to, we'll have to workshop that name a little bit, Eric, but don't worry about it. We're getting, <laughs> yeah, we're getting a team yeah. together. We're going to have a whole marketing team to come up with a good thing. But the, Zoom and is it, bigger than just meetings. Zoom is about bringing it all together. And Eric, you're the product uh, visionary right. for this. Well, I, I, ho I hope the, uh, the summer interns at that table behind us got all of this because now it's time for us to order the 24-year McCallum. And celebrate our great idea. <laughs> yeah, someone get on the PowerPoint deck before uh, yeah. before before the stakes come. There you go. Huh. Hey, take a note. Take a note on your Newton. <laughs> Zoom box. Oh man. Yeah, it would be nice if calendaring was fixed, though. Is that ever going to get fixed, <laughs> Brandon? Well, I made my case. I think, hey, if I if I was in a room and they're like, well, you got seven several billion dollars, I'd be like, let's go calendaring. I just like let's try it. And I'd, and people would say, Matt, like Matt made the good argument, like ah, it's, there's not enough money there. And I'd, I'd just be like, hey, you you usually underestimate the tam of of any new business. And then I just walk out. I'd be like, that's what they always say at uh, injuries and order. It's they always say you just you can't really know what the tam is. You you know you just need to solve the problem in a big way. And I just walk yeah, out, uh -huh. and, I would, and and then I would say like, see Zoom. People thought Zoom wouldn't be that big, and it's ninety billion dollars now. Calendaring is going to be at least worth fifty. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like I just feel like just 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 like maybe two to three things that you would add to calendaring that would fix everything. 
Let me let me have you have y'all have y'all tried to enter uh use the native iOS calendaring app recently? They did something to it. And like when you try to change it does that I hate I hate entry fields. Banks do this a lot, right? Where you're entering a numeric field and you have to start like so if you wanted to enter 10 o'clock, you have to type 10.000 because it like fills out to the left. Am I describing that correctly? Whereas, yeah. so you have to do that in the, the iOS calendar app now, whereas it used to be you could just like tap on the 10 and change it. And then it like loses track of which time zone you're in. And it, it's just like, like inevitably, if I'm scheduling a meeting in another time zone, which used to work fine, I like, I'm done and I clicked on and then I go back to the view and I'm like, where the fuck is it? And I'm like, oh, because it's at 2 a.m. on the next day. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Some, so so there's there's just UI stuff. But then the other thing, I mean, I think there's two basic things I think we want. It's like, just like... You're, you're every, not describing anything I'm going to pay for, though. That's the I, problem I, with your no, 97 No, 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 no I, I agree. I, we're, we're past that. We're just, that's why I said it'd be a great charity to the world if someone fixed calendaring, right? Like, you know... Every everything can publish free busy status everywhere, right? Like you can just do that. And like, but I don't as far as I can tell, nothing uses it. Like, you know, you can publish a Google calendar, you can do this thing, and it's just like, I don't know, make that work. Like that yeah. that would and, and like when's it not gonna work? Because there's some security dweeb who's like, I don't know, we're gonna get hacked, right? Like, you know, because they're not gonna want to open it up, which is probably totally legit. Like some some bozo is going to like put an attachment on a, on a, on a calendar entry. That's like, you know, the secrets, and then it's going to be exposed to the world and then, and then you're dead. So don't do that. Now, the other, my, the third thing is just like, I don't want to list just one alternate time zone in my calendar and have it like the numbers, right? I, I don't want two. I don't want three. I want like, I don't know, give me 500, right? Like I'm not going to put all 500 in there, but I guarantee <laughs> When whatever the maximum limit of time zones you want, you will allow me to set, you know, so I can see what time it is, I will exceed them by at least one, right? So in BusyCal, you can have two. And I think in, in iCal now, you can have two. In Outlook, you can have, I know you're hungry for it, three. And it's just sort of like, I don't know, how about five, six, ten? Like, it's just like, it's every person you add to the meeting. It puts their time zone in there. Oh, that would be good. To, see that? That's that's all. That's that's what. <laughs> like it would see? it would be. Uh, uh, but the key, use case you guys are hitting on is is, it, while it's simple to understand, it seems to be impossible to fix. It's like I'm scheduling a meeting with three other people who work at different companies. I need yep. to be able to see free busy, and I need to see their work normal working hours, their time zone. You know, at, what I don't. Even, it's it's really that simple. It's like yeah, that's what we want. Right. Just yeah, solve yeah. that because all of us, you schedule a meeting with someone not on your calendaring system and another, you know, your partner. It is, I mean, maybe you do some calendar thing or, you know, pick the open times, but it's always like, here are the three times I can meet. Let me know if, you know, let me know if one works. If not, you know, send me some alternatives and then it's back and forth with the emails. And then, of course, it gets lost. The invite that is eventually sent out doesn't necessarily translate for everyone's time zones. And it's very, I mean, always confusing. And of course, most of these are tied to meetings, right? That then get a loss. So, I mean, that would be our case to Zoom. It's like, hey, there will, if you fix calendaring, there'll be more Zoom meetings because they actually yeah, yeah, will yeah. happen. I, I think, so one, I think, I think we've all encountered this when it comes to school stuff, since we now have to schedule things, you know, my, my kids are having to school at home now 
or whatever the fuck it's called uh, for the next couple of weeks. And like, you know, the teachers don't care. They just like send a calendar invite and you're like, oh, my God, there's like 20 years of calendar etiquette that we have tried so hard that has just been like, you know, chewed up and shit out. Well, I'm saying shit a lot nowadays, but like and so and so like, you know, that would be great. Like, let's just open up the free busy and like you can see what's actually available. And then I think I think the other one is cultural, but I feel like there's a software way you could enforce it is 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 the other side of this is is there needs to be some technical mechanism that basically says, unless I've agreed to be at this meeting, I have not agreed to be at this meeting. <laughs> it's <laughs> right? opt-in, and, and like, strong opt-in. Uh-huh. And, and, and I feel like what I mean by technical is there is, I'm trying to think of examples where the default is changed so that the organizer is the one at fault if they do not get acceptance from the invitee. If you, right. And so like, and, and, and part of it is that like you get this invite and it kind of, it even shows up on your calendar and you have to choose yes or no. And at some point you need to like, not even, this is impossible, but it needs to be something closer to like, you don't even like the meeting is not allowed to exist until everyone agrees that they will attend. <laughs> like, like, yeah, then, you, then you get somebody who's just like, uh, did you see the email? Did, I know this is, this is how Zoombox can solve it. Here we go. Oh, okay. So Zoombox, what we're going to do, we're going to solve the ultimate problem in calendaring, which is finding a time that everyone can meet. Now, why, why is this a problem? It's because you have a, uh, uh, you've got an ups, uh, what's the technical term, Matt Ray, of an upside down tree? You have, you have a single node that is, that is distributing the work to multiple nodes not under their control, the internet. And so... What we need to do is the single node needs to be the one that is restricted from doing something. So in Zoombox, Cal, you you set up a meeting and you send it out to everyone. And until everyone agrees that, that, that you said needs to agree that they can show to the meeting, Zoom will not allow you to start the call. <laughs> it's like the ultimate filibuster. And, and so, it. yeah. And so basically, like, if someone can't attend, you have to move the meeting or they are it's shifted to optional. Veto. Yes. Right. And so, yes. And so that that shift that default shifts the responsibility onto the organizer because I mean we all know in a corporate world if someone sends you a meeting request and you can't make it it's your fault. Right? Like <laughs> it's not the organizer's fault. You are the one who is a bad person, right? And you are That's the one true. who has to do you've got to do the work of suggesting alternate times and looking at other people's stuff and so basically the organizer is pushing down the responsibility onto the the person who can't attend, who's like, I don't know, that's 6 p.m. my time and I'm supposed to be making dinner and my wife's head is about to explode because she's been taking care of the baby all day. But I don't want to find when 15 other people can have a meeting. So fuck my life. Right. Like and instead, you've got to uh, shift down to there. That's that's uh, that's Zoombox, Cal. I think I think it's a solid plan. I look forward to uh, to my new calendaring solution. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm working out a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, I don't think I need to go to therapy this week. I've, I've really figured it out. So your therapist is probably like, wait, wait, wait. remember that conversation we had about, I sent you a calendar entry. Yeah. And here we are. We're going to, we spent 45 minutes talking about calendaring during your therapy session. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was good for me. I appreciate it. 
Well, uh, you know, there's 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 one last main topic, then we can get to the bureaucracy and the recommendations. And I have been since I read about this, I have been dying. This as we as we covered in the Ask Me Anything, this is Matt Ray's specialty in, oh, in oh this no. podcast. Is I I understand these words, Matt Ray, but I want you to explain to me. It's always helpful to know how something works, but it's more important to know why this thing exists, like what one would do with it. And that is mount your browser browser tabs as a file system. <laughs> uh, I, I why why do I have to explain that? It it's it's I mean it's clearly self-evident, right? <laughs> All right, so once you do it though, to just let everyone in. So this is a uh the ability to basically make every tab look like a file on your file system. And then I guess the pitch is once you've done that, you can use any of your utilities that you run on files, right? You can, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, run, yeah. so you can run them on browser tabs. So, so Mary, you do seem like the perfect person. What is a well, use I, case that you will be doing uh, when you, when you have a 300 tabs that are really file names, this? what will you do this? Well, so, so, so first off to, to take a quick divergence, the, uh, um, Oh God, the, there was some sort of potential uh, malicious actor in the suspend browser tab plugin. You know, the <clears throat> it, it was this uh, Chrome extension that, you know, if a browser tab had been open for, you know, an hour and nobody had looked at it, it would suspend it. And apparently it was, I don't know, mining Bitcoin or something and a big foo-for-ah in GitHub about that didn't get a ton of news because probably there's like seven of us using that extension but it's related in the fact that um just like a process in linux there's a whole lot of context around your browser tab and um in linux you can go look at slash proc and you can see every single thing running on your system so you can see the environment that kicked it off who kicked it off how long it's been running everything about that process deeply nerdy Right. But the fact of the matter is everything, everything running on your Linux system exists in slash proc. So if you were doing, say, monitoring or you wanted to know who had opened a file or something like that, you could scrape through proc. And the fact of the matter is, like, they made it. They weren't sure what people would do with it. But it turns out, like, there's all sorts of ways of introspecting your system that are super useful. And it's nice to have proc. This tab file system kind of extends on that idea. The idea being, well, you know, I opened this page and my browser rendered that page. So it downloaded a bunch of HTML, JavaScript images, who knows, you know, not not Flash anymore. But, you know, threw it all onto my file system and it's hiding in a cache somewhere. Why don't we expose that to users? And I don't know, you can poke around. Have you ever wanted to, like, grab an I image see. off a page? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. 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 So it's it's like it's like the the debug view, except just exactly. written out as files. Or or if you exactly. did say save a web page, and yes. it saves it out as files. Yeah. 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 Have you ever saved a and, web page and, and you're like, and then I if I three hundred things in here. Yeah. And if I remember looking through it, there might there might also be a file that's like you know tab name. Like there might be some meta information that's yeah, dumped yeah. in a file exactly. somewhere. Exactly. Just like. Yeah, just like you're saying, because proc is just a bunch of files, right? Or or things that behave like files if they're not act- yeah, I, I it's don't files representing your processes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is always so. Okay, that makes sense. So basically, you know, uh, as you're saying, you can get <laughs> images from things, and and also now it seems like someone could write some JavaScript to make it as if GDPR never existed, which <laughs> I would enjoy. That would be uh, so. 
So that's the plugin Kote wants. <laughs> he wants the GDPR. Okay, I get it. You yeah, know, yeah. Of- we, I'm going to suggest the name since I'm on a roll with names. I want to call it the. Uh, 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 oh, I forgot the name. See, this is this is the problem. <laughs> how, how about how about GDP? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It could it could be called like also don't give a fuck, right? It's just like. <laughs> or or uh, the uh, uh, call it Facebook me. That's good. That's good. <laughs> or or it could also be called is there any answer except for yes? Right, which is the uh, yeah. Anyways, I see. And and then okay, so last question because I'm sure you've done the research. Now, is it bi-directional? As in, like, well, if you like update you the could, tab, it updates the file system. Oh. Or or if you update the files, does it update the tab? Ooh, I don't know. That, because in that case, that's that, that's a whole other. Because you could then do all it, sorts of injection and rewriting of web pages. Right, because that's where you get the the GDPR fix in. Is you just like install. A, uh, a a small process or whatever, you know, that's monitoring all these files. And it's like, once I find these things, I mean, that's what an ad blocker does basically, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Or it doesn't even have to block it. It just, it can come down and then just rewrites it. And yep. uh, then you can do all sorts of thrilling things there. Hmm. Wow. All right. It's kind of silly now. All right. I well, think I'm I mean, sold. Really, I think I'm going to install your, it. You know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah you've just opened your, yourself up to this is how the browser is actually working internally. Now you can see it. Yeah. If you were writing plugins, you would probably mentally have this model, but now it's a little more explicit. But isn't maybe like, isn't a cornerstone of Linux? It's like everything is a, everything looks like a file. Like, isn't that kind yeah. of the... So I guess yeah, yeah, in yeah. some ways it's like you're just making the browser the, the, the default primitive of well, it was always there, there. Every... it was always there right, right? but i guess and now you're, you're just your, exposing your it session has always yeah. been the dom right and mm-hmm. you know everything is in there and you can poke around but you know i'm not going to explain that to my to, to my parents conversation yeah and, and then also the issue with like you know extracting stuff from pages especially images is that like the uh getting a hold of the rendered web page is more difficult than just saving the web page. Like there's all sorts of nonsense that goes on. That, yeah. Uh, Print the PDF. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so do we have any uh, software defined talk bureaucracy this episode, Brandon? We do uh, a couple things. A friend of the show, no SSH JJ. He wants everyone to know that they are planning a DevOps day, Texas. That'll be on uh, March 2nd. And there's a call for papers out there. And it will be a virtual event. This can be like a new thing that they're getting going. Um, hopefully it will last forever. And I think it's done, um, hosted or, you know, being organized by people from DevOps days, Austin, Dallas, Houston, probably other places as well. So JJ wants you to participate and he wants you to uh, send him some uh, call for papers, find something to speak on. I'm sure he would want you to uh to, to see those proposals. Also want to let, uh, I sent some stickers to Stefan in uh, Bulgaria. So happy to uh, hear from him. And then uh, one of our friends from uh, Capital One, he said, he just he didn't want stickers. He just you know, linked in with me and just said, hey, I really enjoy it. You guys, you, I, we accompanied him on his run. So I thought that was nice. You know, he's exercising, I'm not. So I, I somehow feel like we could all be <laughs> exercising at, with him right now, although only he's getting the benefits. Uh, so... So definitely uh, check all those things out. And of course, if you want a sticker, just send me your postal address at stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com and I'll be happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world. That's great. It's nice when people exercise. I, I should do that more often. 
I don't know. No, we're doing it now, Cote. That's the, that's the we gotta, we're on the run with yeah. someone right now. We're moving our jaws. That's yeah. A, yeah, no, that's that's what I, that's that's wonderful. All right. Uh, well, yeah, you know, that's a good update. I don't really have anything to add. I do have this is a little little pre recommendation recommendation. I do have a bunch of how to put how, you know not how to but putting Nutella on food and what that tastes like on mini pizza, on Stroop waffles on an omelet, cauliflower, and a almond cookie. So uh, you can you can find my YouTube channel and watch those. They're, they're, they're delightful. That's my bureaucracy. So with that, Matt Ray, what do you have to recommend this week? Well, speaking of running, um, I, I was recently recommended the Uncivil podcast, uh, which is on Gimlet. It came out, I think, about two years ago. Uh, they don't seem to be making new episodes. It's a kind of a Civil War um history kind of thing but you know little anecdotes uh one of the producers is jack hit who was uh one of my favorites on this american life so um really great content uh sadly um leads up to a lot of this week's uh shenanigans and uh anyway i highly highly recommend the uncivil podcast uh, i binge listen to it while doing my running and you know 20 that's the only good thing about 2021 so far is uh, i've done a lot of running um and then my, my other uh, recommendation is, uh, <clears throat> well, not, not really a recommendation. Um, one of my more favorite hip-hop artists, uh, MF Doom, apparently died last year. Uh, there's a very nice kind of send-off article about him in Slate. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of that as well, a lot of MF Doom. So uh, I, I guess it's not really a, a recommendation. Well, listen to more MF Doom, but uh, sadly, he's gone. Or is he? Supervillains never die. How about yourself, Brandon? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, a couple of things. One, I'll do a little self-promotion here. I uh, did some recent interviews in the feed here. So we had our friend uh, Sebastian from Trigger Mesh on the show. We talked a bunch about serverless and uh, event-based architecture. So hopefully you heard that one. And then uh, to kick off the new year, had uh, Squire Earl on to talk about security. And uh, maybe, you know, because there's been a lot of security breaches. So... Hopefully we gave you some good advice on maybe how to secure your enterprise um, a little bit better in the new year, or maybe we gave you some bad advice. I don't know. Get in Slack. Tell me, tell me if you liked it or not. And then finally, if, if you're, um, if you want more of me to, to listen to, I was uh, lucky enough to be a guest on the Cloudcast. So that's with our good friend, uh, Brian Gracely. Um, they've been doing that show for a long time. So we were on, I was on there talking about hybrid cloud. So if you want to hear like really well-produced short podcast for your short run, Go, go check out the Cloudcast. And then finally, you know, because uh, lots of stuff happened this week, I, I saw a movie over the break. It's uh, Pixar, Soul, it's, you know, one of their animated movies. I thought it was really good, you know. It's, uh, I, yep. I like all the Pixar movies, of course, but this one was, uh, it's very kid-friendly, it's very family-friendly, but I felt like it had a really good message, and it, it felt even a little bit more uh, targeted at adults than maybe normal. So if you're just looking for something nice to watch with the family, with like a nice message, Check out Soul from Pixar, which is on Disney Plus. Well, I have uh, I have one uh, double underline recommendation because Brandon recommended a while ago. So I watched uh, uh, Raised by Wolves over the break. Uh, you've seen that, right, Brandon? Yeah, yeah. Didn't you I recommend that? I yeah. liked it. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I I it, it was uh, I was hoping to watch it with Kim, so I was like, oh, you should watch one episode, and then and then uh, she went to sleep before I did, and I like watched all the rest of them. It actually took two <laughs> days, but like, yeah, yeah, it was good. It's like, uh, well, it's a it's a it's a good example of why you should never read read it 
or Reddit or whatever the fuck it's called. Because, like, you know, of course, you watch a show that's kind of mysterious at the end. And you're like, oh, I want to know some more. So you go to look at Reddit and you're like, oh, I remember when I was 16. I knew everything. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> just like I it took me it took me about 30 minutes to realize that I was slowly killing myself by reading people writing about this. And uh, it was not good. But that aside, it's it's uh, it's good. It's it's a good show, as Brandon was saying. It's definitely right. worth watching. I will I will put it in the queue. Yeah, bump it, yeah. Bump it towards the front. And then, and then also just uh, just a small. I I found a, I came across a recipe for some like, you know, chickpea coconut rice thing, which is fine. But I think I discovered coconut rice. Now I've had that when I'm out and about, but like, but you basically you make rice, but instead of water, you cook it with coconut. You know, not not a coconut, but coconut milk, and uh, it's it's good. It's easy and it's delicious. I'm sure it's a lot more fatty and whatever, but. Try having some coconut rice instead of water rice. I, I don't really know what the alternative is. I don't think almond milk rice would be good. Don't do that. So with that, if you want to get the show notes for this episode, including links to all sorts of things we didn't talk about, some uh, kind of follow-up on solar winds, what's going on there or not going on, and uh, other things, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 280. Uh, you can also, when you go there to softwaredefinedtalk.com, you can see the Slack channel, how to join. And I think we have, we have a thread that is about, uh, 50,000 comments on it now. Is that right, Matt Ray? <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every, every, uh, more or less every Thursday at 10 PM Amsterdam time, whatever that is, I, I, I my calendar only allows me to show two additional times. Four, so seven, I don't know four what... Eastern. Yeah. And Whenever Matt Ray's eating yogurt in the morning in Australia, <laughs> eight a.m. Yeah, we we uh, we stream here on on Twitch. You should subscribe to that if you go to Twitch.tv/sdtpodcast. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye bye. Bye. Shh. We're not recording, are we? No, no, no. <laughs>